The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, I want to play Resident Evil 4. I know, right? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Akeem, are you okay? Happy 420, everybody. (laughs) My dude, it is March 7th. Not if you were this high. Beyond and hello and welcome to episode 791 to the number one PlayStation and PlayStation adjacent podcast that we make here at IGN. I'm Max Scoville and I'm joined today by Jada Griffin. The queen hath returned. I ran unopposed, so I won again. You're, you're back by default. And yes. Josh Dew joining us. Hey, I'm just a peasant. I don't, I don't have any sort of time. All right, we're doing a very futile episode this week. And Akeem Lawanson, where yes, are you? I'm the king of mugs right here. This, I got my oh. famed Olympian Jesse Owens mug today. We so got that some, means I'm ready to run it. We got some market research back, and the thing that people who mm-hmm. listen to audio podcasts love to hear is the illusion of mugs. They like to hear people address the mugs, but you can't see them. If you're watching video, you can see the mug, but if you're listening to the audio, you are out of luck. Anyway, in addition to mug. mugs, we also like to talk about video games on this show. Uh, there's some. I'm going to be honest, there's not a lot of news this week. It's kind of a slow news week. That tends to happen. Uh, it's only Tuesday. It's true. Tomorrow they might announce the PlayStation 6 and 7 on the PlayStation blog uh, and put up half a JPEG of one of the controllers, but we'll have to wait and see about that. In the meantime, there is some fun stuff to talk about. The PlayStation 2 turned 23 this week. You know, the most exciting birthday. So you're at the between, age everybody hates you. Yeah, between 22 and 24. We'll find a fun way to talk about that in a bit. Um, we also want to talk about quick time events, if we're quick enough. But maybe we're not quick enough. We'll find out about that. Um, also, they announced Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi Budokai. Number four. Not number four. Maybe just... I don't know. We'll Tenkaichi talk about that. four. Yeah. We'll get around to it. But first, um, I want to talk a little bit about how uh, PlayStation has maybe more movies and shows officially announced than it does games, which is kind of a weird quandary. Obviously, this is first and foremost a show about video games, but... We haven't really had a lot to talk about, uh, and it was I kind of I did a little bit of research, a little bit of digging around here, uh, and official Sony Interactive Entertainment published games that are officially announced that we know about. I think maybe discounting PSVR two stuff. There is Spider Man two, which is coming out later this year. There is Wolverine, which is coming out sometime after that. Uh, there's Rise of the Ronin, which is the Team Ninja Ronin game, which is slated for 2024. There's Death Stranding two, which is Whenever they finish making it, there's the Star Wars KOTOR remake, which is sort of in a nebulous, on-hold, development hell type of situation. 
And there's Stellar Blade, which is from a Korean studio called Shift Up, and Lost Soul Aside, which is Utila Zero Games, which is based out of China. Um, that was that was all of like the PlayStation published official capital play, capital station PlayStation games we know about. Yeah, I think the only other one is the Last of Us multiplayer factions. Sure. But like that's pretty much it. They've been kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, and apparently there's a bunch of games as, ser- as services in the works that are, you know, waiting to happen, which again is sort of another, I mean, those are obviously games that get releases, but they're also kind of, their services, you know, it's kind of yeah. hard to classify them as, you know, that, uh, that triple A single player prestige game that we've come to know and love from PlayStation. But that said, there are also a bunch of shows and movies. For instance, um, The Last of Us, it is wrapping up season one uh, next week, this week, whatever. It's renewed for season two. Uh, we also have the Twisted Metal show coming to Peacock sometime later this year. Then there's the God of War Amazon series, which is question marks, as well as the Horizon Netflix series, which is also question marks. Uh, later this summer, we're getting the Gran Turismo movie. We also got wind of a Ghost of Tsushima movie from Chad Stahelski, who's the um, John Wick co-creator, mm-hmm. stuntman. Um, you know, he's the guy who gets punched through walls instead of Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. Uh that was announced back in March 2021. There's also a Days Gone movie, which was announced in August 2022, alongside a Gravity Rush movie, which is weirdly enough from Tony, uh, well, the late Tony and um, still around Ridley Scott's production company, uh, Scott Free, which is kind of an odd odd choice there. Uh, and then the Death Stranding movie, which is technically not PlayStation Studios, but if we're counting the game as a PlayStation game, uh, let's count the movie. So this is weird. Like, this is we're, th- there's more there's more upcoming PlayStation movies to talk about than there are games. How do we feel about this, Jada? Uh, you know what? <sighs> I'm actually kind of excited for it. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I'm a gamer first, a TV watcher, movie watcher second. But I love to watch stuff when I just need a break and I'm just trying to, like, wind down. And this kind of keeps me in the PlayStation universe kind of as a weird kind of way to, to put it um but you know I'm, I'm excited for it i what i didn't expect to be kind of interested in is the gran turismo movie like that's where footage we're showing um just because of how the story that they're going with it where it's was somebody who got really good at gran turismo and then became an, a professional driver and it's kind of this story um and i'm very excited to see how this kind of pans out um and i've played you know maybe five hours of gran turismo in my life so but i'm still excited for it it looks good josh what about you I think I'm a, I'm in the same boat. Like I I think there are still like a good amount of games to be excited for. Uh, but I, I I don't know how does this compare to like past years? Is does does this feel like there are less games upcoming? That I feel like there's less games we know about this year than compared to other years for PlayStation specific yeah. that are you know mm-hmm. exclusive. Um, but I I think we're kind of par for the course for like when it comes to third party stuff i mean we've got resident evil and star wars just around the corner so like yeah and we've had we've already yeah. had dead space there's there's plenty of third party yeah. stuff to be excited about it's obviously going to be a huge year for games but it is sort of weird as a you know playstation centric show to like not really have a ton that is you know around the corner that we know of um maybe Akeem, how are you feeling about all this I mean, if we're if we're talking about this show, yes, I totally uh, understand your sentiments, Max. But like, as just someone who consumes just you know, just media of all in all forms, I think this is great. You know, this this is great that we're getting like these these various different movies and these TV shows. Also, I feel like uh, I feel like PlayStation they have to keep up with their competitors. I mean, you look at what you know Xbox is doing. Like we have there's a Gears of War movie and TV show in the works over at Netflix. There's a Fallout uh, Prime Video uh, uh, series, you know, Halo just got renewed for a second season on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, there's going to be a Grounded uh, uh, series on Netflix. So I feel like they just, they have to keep up with the times. Like, 
they have you're they're sitting on these great ips you gotta you gotta adapt them and so you don't have to but they mm -hmm. want to because they want to keep up with their the competitors well um, i think look at the success of arcane and and um cyberpunk yeah. edge runners mm -hmm. on netflix so I mean, I think makes sense. between the success of The Last of Us show and the upcoming Mario movie, which is undoubtedly going to rake in a ton of money because, yeah. you know, the two Sonic movies did. Um, I feel like Mario and The Last of Us are like the two two ends of the video game spectrum in terms of where a story can go. You can have like extremely hard M-rated serious storytelling or the, the, the Mar Mario. <laughs> it's definitely like a wide, a wide net to cast. Mushroom eaten. Yeah. Plumber, yeah, it's mushrooms in both of them. You know, it's it's they're hot these yeah, days. That psilocybin is that is, is that is the secret. Yeah. yeah, but I mean that makes sense from like a business perspective. Then, right? Like if I mean, I think a lot of people have concerns that PlayStation is losing exclusives or like they don't have enough exclusives or whatever. But like maybe be going multimedia is their new approach mm -hmm. here. It's like maybe you'd be making more money by taking less risks on new IPs and new games and rather just try to build out your universe of multimedia for the stuff you know already works and then it'll become this like self-sustaining cycle where like people watch the show they'll play the game they play the game they watch the show and they just make more money that way i mean we've we've seen the numbers like the witcher netflix show saw sales of that game just skyrocket yeah yep. uh, same one for the last of us same with cyberpunk show. the there's a a thing that we should address here where it's sort of in terms of the different the way the different industries work like entertainment stuff is way more transparent about what's happening mm -hmm. like i feel like that is one sort of side effect of video games having a root in like being tech rather than strictly entertainment like they're this kind of odd intersection of of industries but you know you read like hollywood reporter they'll announce oh this director is attached to this project or like you know this this script like they i mean the fact that there are screenplays kicking around for years that are just sort of like out there you know like yeah. that would be a closely guarded proprietary secret if it were on the game side of things yep. and i mean you know we get we get leaks we get rumors and stuff but in, you know compared to how you know you'll be like oh here's your first look at natalie portman and thor because she was walking through a parking lot <laughs> like it's a very different approach to sort of secrecy mm -hmm. and keeping things under wraps so from that perspective it's sort of not surprising that we know this much about the shows and the movies because you know publicists like <laughs> We we knew that Boba Fett was coming back because Tamara Morrison's agent was like, he's back, baby. Check out the IMDb. And it was like, that could have been a nice surprise. But sure, I'll tune into <laughs> The Mandalorian. This That's not a spoiler. That's from like three years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's funny because we I've always had kind of a holistic approach to media because I just I like I like genre media in general. I like yeah. comics. I like games. I like books. I like movies. I like shows you know, assuming they're about things that I like. And some people are very strictly, you know, medium focused. And I don't know, it's it's fun to get to talk about both on, yeah. on this show. Like, I, I, I like it, you know? I agree. And, you know, I guess, you know, one of the things Josh said kind of like jogged my memory is like, there's so many games that I play and I play a lot of games, y'all. You guys know this. And I'm just like, man, I would love to see more of this story. I would love to see more of this. And it feels like we're moving in that trajectory for games and just movies and tv in general like we're getting more of that so like i don't know yeah, plus the I'm games come out like every five or six years like if you want a yep. sequel to a game you like yep. it's gonna take forever but then if you know they're putting out more shows they'll keep the fan base alive in that way yeah, mm -hmm. and, and this is something you know uh, hollywood has been doing for years like i remember you know when i went to like the arcade like i i love playing rampage and i was like Man, I, I, I wish there was a Rampage movie starring one of my favorite wrestlers. And sure enough, you know, years later, we got Rampage. Same thing with Dead or Alive. You know, we, I was playing that on the, PS, the PS2. It's like, man, I wish I could 
see these people punching each other, you know, in, in, in on the big screen. And sure enough, that happened as well. You I know? had that and, happen. I had that happen with Double Dragon back in the day, playing that yeah. in, on the NES. And then I got that. I got that amazing movie. I got to see. You know, I got yes. to see them just kicking butt. I remember pretty fun watching John Leguizamo's stand up, and I was like, I wish John Leguizamo could play a plumber. And sure enough, that <laughs> happened as well. So like Hollywood has been doing this for years, which just excites me as someone that just like loves this type of medium so see i'm the opposite yeah. i would watch john leguizamo's the pest and i would be like i wish this was a narrative video game i wish there was a, a <laughs> game where you got to be the pest um four four people remember that movie that's not that's not a very good movie uh double no, dragon movie close. i watched that fairly recently because i have things wrong with my brain that is a super fun bad movie that is a very yes. good it, god it's yeah a bobo is just horrifying Real good. And they got Robert Patrick looking like Vanilla Ice, which is a choice. <laughs> um, so of these of these various, you know, cross-media projects, um, I guess, which are you most excited about? And you don't have to say Gran Turismo just because we have B-roll of that. I, I am actually really excited for Gran Turismo. Okay, but if we're going outside of it, I think... I'm going to go for the wild card and I'm going to say Gravity Rush because I really love the stories and the gameplay for uh, Gravity Rush. And I feel like if they do it right depending on what choice they go animated or cg um because i don't i don't know i guess they so, could go live action scott free productions ridley scott's company i don't think has ever done anything animated which is interesting oh well there we go um mm. you know what still gonna give it my vote still gonna give it okay. still gonna give it the wild card vote i'm gonna i'm gonna buy my ticket like as soon as they go on sale and go see it regardless of if it looks good or bad i'm just gonna be there i'm gonna be first person in line because i love my girl cat in uh gravity rush I'm going to go with Ghost of Tsushima here mm. just because I think the talent behind it so far is very promising, but my only apprehensions are I'm not a huge fan of Ghost's story. I think it is very, like, made for video games in a way. Okay. So putting it into a movie format, I don't know if it will be as interesting. And my second is that... Uh, I'm worried they're just going to be using the volume for every shot because, <laughs> I mean, the game is gorgeous and I'm sure they're going to try and replicate, you know, that vibe of just like these open fields with like really colorful plants and whatever. And that seems perfect to use in the volume. Uh, so I'm worried they'll, they'll look a little flat. I, d I disagree because, I, you know, I think with something where it's a completely exotic locale like yeah. Star Wars where you have to have a lot of you know bespoke sets that's one thing but you know sushima is a real place yeah like and it's also finding you know you might have to fly around a bit you might have to like you know up the saturation of the cherry blossoms or whatever but yeah. like those are all existing trees or always shoot at sunset like exactly. i mean that's <laughs> that gets tricky but yeah we're gonna all right guys we missed golden hour let's do it again um yeah i mean that's that's also like an interesting thing about a, a samurai movie is that like that St stuff to make that universe exists yeah. yeah like it's all like i don't know you can you can go find some bamboo to cut in half and you can find yeah. an actual hot spring and you can probably find you know some people who know how to make swords like half the design work is done for you by actual history so yeah you know, that's true um, it's it'd be an easier lift than death like a death stranding thing for exactly sure. yeah that i mean that's what i'm excited about i i'm genuinely curious which we see first uh, a Death Stranding movie trailer or the actual release of Death Stranding 2. I think it could be kind of neck and neck there. Then again, I mean, Kojima actually, you know, you know, created that whole universe. And I feel like the second game in that sense is going to be a lot less of a lift than having to track down an engine and form a studio and all that. So, yeah, you know, hopefully. I'm ready for the first Strand type movie. 
that would be that really even, cool. Yeah, what does that even mean? That's, I don't know. Yeah. I think it will, every every time you watch it in a theater, it will be uh, built upon the second time you watch it and the third time. And every time someone else is watching it, like maybe you'll hear their reactions in the background to certain <laughs> moments. I don't know. It'd be cool. A, a strand type movie. Isn't that just like a movie with a sequel? Is that what that means? <laughs> like just another movie that's just produced from the, the previous movie? Is Look, that I'll be is? honest. I don't even know what strand type means. No they, one, no one no. does. They just, I mean, maybe they just release like 50 different edits. And oh, so yeah. you go It'll see it like every clue. different time. It's yeah. just different every time. I, I would love to see Kojima res responding in real time to like movie reviews and comping in new stuff. Like just based like, on the review, you know, <laughs> hot patching movie, George Lucas thing and being like, ah, oh, we saw that people thought there was not enough of the baby. So we've added more of the baby. In every <laughs> shot. That'd be awesome. He might actually do that. Don't yeah, give him that, ideas. I, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very, uh, weird, weird universe that I'd like to see more of. Um, you know, and I'm not necessarily married to seeing more of Norman Reedus. I just kind of want to see like what, you know, yeah, what's going on there? Because that, like, there's yeah. no, it's Max, it's so I'm, out there. Max, do you think they wouldn't have uh, um, Norman Reedus though? I feel like, I mean, he's he's an actor, so I mean, I don't know what this, we don't know what this Death Stranding movie is gonna yeah. look like, but you know, Norman Reedus is an actor. Yeah, um, he was in another movie uh, that kind of reminded, that's very reminiscent of Death Stranding called Air. I don't know if Red, you can pull up a clip of that, but it kind of reminded me of uh, of, of of this video game. So I don't know. I feel like he would he would be a prime like and. Not only him, but like every single person that's in this, that's in the video game, they could, it could work on the big screen. They're all actors. Hold on. So we're going to get on, Conan on, on, and on. Jeff Keighley. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Sony Vaccaro and Nike pursue basketball rookie Michael Jordan, creating a partnership that revolutionizes the world of sports and contemporary culture. They got Norman Reedus for that? Wait, no. That's air. That's coming out this yeah, year. Yeah, wait. It is it air exciting. as in like the air we breathe or yes. like Air Jordan? Yes. That's what you're talking about? That's yes, what, I, that's what, what I, Red is currently showing on the screen. I, that doesn't not, look not, like a... I don't think they were faithful to the source material. This doesn't look like a basketball <laughs> movie at all. <laughs> When's he going to get the Nikes? The, the movie is about them running out of air. And uh, Norman Reedus is like the bad guy. Like, what, what are you doing, man? You're running out of air. <laughs> I mean, I could see this Death Stranding movie like, taking place in the universe as opposed to like a direct adaptation of what the game was about. I feel like Kojima, he wouldn't want to retread something mm -hmm. right he'd want to be like i'm in love with this universe let me i have so many more stories to tell from it like well he also he respects filmmakers like he yeah. loves movies so much i mean he put a bunch of filmmakers in his game yep yeah. which yep. is like I, I mean it's gonna be i think it's the production company from the guy who did barbarian which was a phenomenal movie so i'm stoked to see whatever they do with that but yeah i mean it's i don't know it's it's fun to get to talk about this stuff akeem do you have something that you're most excited for yeah, I mean, I was going to say Death Stranding, but I mean, if we're sticking with like, you know, first parties, I would definitely say um, God of War. Um, I feel mm. like it's because the, the game is the game is so good narratively. I feel like it's kind of hard for them to screw that up, just like with The Last of Us. Like, I mean, like everyone, yeah. everyone loved The Last of Us gamers, as well as just people that just consume TV and movies and probably never touched the, the video games. Like, I feel like it's, it's definitely going to be hard for them to screw that up. But I'm curious to know who they're going to cast yeah. um, um, in in all the different various different roles. Yeah, um, I know people have been saying like, "Oh, you should get Chris Judge," but I mean, Chris Judge is awesome. You know, he's got that voice. But I think I think you need someone with a lot more. I shout out to Chris Judge. I I, I, I love uh -oh, him. I respect uh -oh. him. But I think you need someone with a lot more range. Not saying that he doesn't have uh -oh, the range. Uh -oh. but... I mean, I mean, he was what what Stargate, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's got the acting chops. He's he's done. I don't know. Like, it depends. The, the last the last movie he was in was a movie about hobbits. Uh, 
Red, can you pull up the, the clip? It was a movie about hobbits. He was like this tall man. And what do you mean a movie about little... hobbits? Was it a hobbit movie? Was it The Hobbit? <laughs> it, it, was, it, it had hobbits in the title. So it was it one was... of the hobbit movies. What? It wasn't one of the Hobbit movies. It was like one of those those magnet movies where it's like it's a ripoff of a, an actual oh. movie. Oh, kind of like yeah. how instead of like Pacific Rim, we got like Atlantic Rim. Yeah, exactly. Okay. A a Atlantic Circle. <laughs> they yeah. just put out that's the asylum, and they just emailed me to to let me know that uh, hot off the success of Cocaine Bear, they are back with Meth Gator. Whoa, I'm down for that. <laughs> meth. Oh, the, yeah. Which is, I guess, also based on a true story. But it's like, just make a move, make it original, whatever. Um, so, so wait, the, the gator has no teeth? Like, what's, what, what, what are we afraid of? I mean, he's still got the pressure. The jaws still have pressure, yeah, you know. Problem resolves place. itself. Yeah, it's, there it is, taken care of. Uh, I'm dying to see what the Twisted Metal show is like. Uh, I'm still not going to subscribe to Peacock to check it out, but that's um, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick who did Zombieland and I think the first Deadpool. Okay. So there's, there's potential there. It's also like Twisted Metal is such a, obviously there is a fan base, but it's also kind of a forgotten franchise at this point that mm -hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't know if it necessarily needs a reboot, but I'm like, I'm interested to see what a reinterpretation of that looks like. And again, I don't have any strong attachment to it. So if they completely F it up, I'm I'm not going to be too too bothered by it, you know. I will. Yeah. I have a I have a very strong attachment to Twisted Metal. You got I that spent... whole, you got that sweet tooth tattoo on your back. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Jade, Jade also has a sweet tooth. Just in I general. do have a sweet tooth in general. I love my okay. candy. Can I can I just say this because I know it's going to get clipped and it's going to get back to Chris. I interviewed him last year, so I just want to make I just want to let it be known <laughs> that I love Chris. Um. I I hope that he does become a part of the the whatever the work you know the the um um the, the series in some capacity um i just think it would you know it'd be it, it would be as if they were to cast uh troy baker as joel in the last of the hbo series you know play like atreus i would love that yes yeah. well, uh, you, you talk, troy baker playing atreus no no no, no no chris judge should play atreus. Chris judge as yeah. atreus i think they should i mean they got sigourney weaver playing a teenager in avatar i think you could get chris judge you just use Why computers not? to shrink him so he's small you use computers to make his voice a little bit higher oh my goodness max look i just want him to be a, i want him to be a part of the series period that's you it should play so the chris, snake. shout out to you i'm gonna talk for the Yerman next 45 Ganbar. minutes just talking about how much i want you to be a part of the series in honor of chris judge i'm just kidding i'm not gonna I mean, that said, the God of War series does have um, extremely big shoes, what, shoes to fill, footsteps to follow, following Boots. Last of Us. Boots, mm -hmm. yeah. what are, sandals, mm -hmm. I don't know what they wear. But no, like, that's, you know, the problem is that, like, making The Last of Us show, like, you can just mess up a bunch of cars and put some mushrooms and moss yeah. on it, and there you go. That's the set dressing. But mm -hmm. to, you know, create a giant snake, I feel like the the Achilles heel of that Norse god is going to be the special effects, because if they aren't, you know, what people expect, it's going to be... I don't know. It's going to get picked apart, but... Okay, we gave moments to shine to all the other ones. I have to talk about Horizon because I am also hyped for Horizon despite it going to Netflix um, because right. everybody likes to forget Horizon and I love that franchise. Um, I, I can't wait to see more, but like... When you picture Horizon, what does it look like in your head? Like, what's that universe like? I mean, I would love to see... Just, I would love to see more of the... the maybe not the fall of society because I feel like... I mean, although I think that could be very engaging. I, I mean, it's, the series is all about the the mechs, the monsters, the dinosaurs, the robots. Like, I want to see that. I want to see spectacle. Like, they have a real chance to, like, really make the Horizon series this big thing. And, you know, I'm just... That's the only reason why I didn't say it is because I'm... That's the one I'm most concerned about. I feel like oh, it's yeah. going to get like the the short end of the of that the one's of the really spear. Hard. Yeah. You got to I mean, put a lot it's... of money into it to like make it, you know, live up to the game. And this one this one's going to Netflix, is yes. that correct? Yeah. So, 
Well, then in that case, I mean, they they uh, they got to get Lance Riddick. He's Lance Riddick's got to return as as silence in some form. I mean, he has to return. he's probably just hanging around at the you know the Netflix offices. <laughs> it's like what do you need to cast me in next? What do you need to cast me in? You guys doing more Resident Evil? He's like they're like we haven't canceled it yet. All right, I'll be in the snack room. Snacks, <laughs> hanging out. No, I I don't know. I feel like the didn't didn't they announce that Horizon's show is like set like uh, it's like twenty minutes before all everything? I think so, and that's the that's the, that has me gives me the most concern. It's like I think it'll be a very engaging, like dramatic kind of like I see showcasing like the fall of man but civilization yeah but yeah i think i don't know it's that's probably the way they're gonna have to do it just because it would be a lower budget and then they can be like well if this you know takes off now we got the money for like dinosaurs yeah Yeah. that's kind of that's kind of what they did with um season one of fear the walking dead like the first the first couple of seasons it was it, it was just like you know it was when the outbreak just occurred and then as things have progressed like i think they're in season nine now now it's like it's it's the apocalypse there was an atomic bomb and everything so it's you know i guess if this series does progress and they see if it's it's successful maybe we'll start to see some of those bigger set pieces um in seasons you know seasons two three and i think the whole the whole first season is going to be very compelling science futuristic office drama and then like in the final episode it's going to end with a shot of like a watcher and the eye turns on yeah i think brian might have said this on this but it's like i can completely picture that we're like Mm. it's all big build up for like one teaser thing and people are going oh i know that from the yeah. game and then it's like yeah. I, yeah but what about shooting arrows at a big robot dinosaur that could be cool too maybe it ends with like a time jump you know, like one scene from like and then 500 years later yeah, it shows Aloy! somebody it shows somebody fighting yeah it shows one of the, the tribes fighting yeah something like that stick at a robot anyway uh let us know in the comments what you feel about all this uh, and if you're mad that we're not talking about games well, Jeepers, I would love to be talking about Marvel's Wolverine. That would be cool if Sony announced some new stuff about Marvel's Wolverine, That'd bub. Nice. I want to talk about Wolverine. I love Wolverine. That Wolverine's guy's great. great. Anyway, Wolverine had some great and also probably not great games for the PlayStation 2. Hold on. Let me do that segue over again. In the words of Blink-182, nobody loves you when you're 23. And the PlayStation 2 turns 23 this week, so we figured we could talk about some of the PS2 games that nobody loves except for us. Maybe they're underrated, or maybe we just want to talk about them for the hell of it. Jada, you want to kick us off? <sighs> yes. My darling in the rough is The Bouncer, a little action RPG by Square Soft before the Square Enix merger. Um, this uh, this RPG was like one of the first PS2 games I played. It is it features a main character named Scion, um, who is this amalgamation of Sora from Kingdom Hearts and Titus or Titus, however you want to prefer it, from Final Fantasy X. Like it's just kind of this combination of the two, um, and you just it's this brawler like it's kind of the Streets of Rage 2D brawler that we got growing up translated into a 3D brawler and then it they also it was one of the early PS2 games to add like multiplayer versus so you could fight against each other from a cast of characters and this is this is Nomura, wasn't it? I believe so. That that clip we showed just looked like Sora went to the mall yeah. and got jumped in the food court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he he you know had to jump into the nearest hot topic to get you know a new set of uh, a new outfit to Kingdom uh, Hearts specific Sun Coast whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, and like it was like one of the few games where I could actually use like my PS2 multi tap early into the PS2 lifespan to use play four players, um, and it was a blast. I had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, the story is it's it's a story. 
Um, <laughs> but like, it's, it's one of those games. It's kind of like those very campy movies that we love to watch, but it's a game in that format. And I really enjoyed it. And I think more people should play it. And I really hope eventually it makes it to the PS plus catalog because I would love to revisit again without having to find my PS2 in the garage. Akeem, weren't you saying you have some like headcanon for this or theories or something weird? Yeah, yeah, I I do. Um but but I also have some questions for Jada yeah. uh, about about this game. So the game is called The Bouncer. Who who are they who are they bouncing or protecting? You are bouncing everybody that comes in your way because it works at all. You because you like some of the moves they literally are bouncing people off the ground. So like it's more of a, the physical bouncing like people um, versus knocking them out of clubs. But yeah, it's but, uh, it's it's yeah, they're very on, like, the back of a flatbed truck there. What yes. nightclub are they trying it to get even, into? It doesn't even start like at a club. It does start at a okay, club. No. So I believe it does. it does. I believe it does start at a club. It's been it's okay. Bear with me, audience. Come for me at the comments if you want. It's been like 15 years since I played this damn game. Um, but I believe it does have like an opening cutscene at a club, and then somebody I, Sion gets some type of news, and then he has to go out and do something, and then it all just kind of starts oh, okay. from there. Um, that makes sense. But yes. It's like John Wick, but as a bouncer, maybe he like bounced the wrong guy or something like that. Yeah. It's been a minute. I, I, sh I probably should have read, reread the, like the history of the story before I jumped into it. But it's just one of those games where like, I don't even need to remember what the game is about right. to just remember how passionate and how much I love that's this game. That's what we're talking about here. Is yes. it, if the, whether or not the game is good is, is incidental. This is about our fond oh, but the memories game is good. from 23 years ago or thereabouts. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. It's good. For, it's good for, yeah. you know, you know, yeah, if you're a kingdom hearts fan, if you love Sora, you're definitely going to love the bouncer. Um, <laughs> yep. I mean the, that one character looks exactly like Sora. Um, can't take a punch like Sora. Yeah, what if the cast of Tekken decided to beat up Sora and the, what is that, like, are they at a pool? Where are they? They, this is, I believe this is at a, um, no, this is in the, like, uh, it's kind of like a, um, a corporate building oh. or whatnot there in, sure, I believe. why not? So. Yeah, you know, the hottest nightclub, the corporate <laughs> building. Well, oh, well, this is like later. This is pretty sure later in the game. Fellas, this is a private event. If I remember right. It's an office holiday party. You can't hang out here. I'm going to have to suplex you. I'm if I remember right, you. Doragon, it, the, the person they're trying to beat up or beat them up, is uh, like one of the main baddies. So this is, I believe, like mid to later into the, the story. Doragon. Okay. Wait, Akeem, what's your theory on this game? Uh, well, no, I was just, honestly, it's it's super simple. I was like, this seems like it's just, it's just a, a fever dream that Sora is is having and, you know. Oh, yeah. One of his many, wondering. like, Kingdom Hearts dreams. Yeah, he travels. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at that necklace. What's like, going on there? <laughs> like, like a weird s and neck tie. I hate it. Yep. He's and a then... SoundCloud rapper on the side, as well as being a bouncer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Fair enough. I think SoundCloud did come out around this time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it tracks. Um... Good heaven. Yeah, and then like the the bigger brute Volt has like literal horns growing out of his head. I I don't remember why he has like horns out of his head. SoundCloud but... strife. I like it. <laughs> so Josh, there's no are... demons in this game, right? There's just no demons. It's just, you're just fighting humans. <laughs> yes, just humans. With horns. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Dudes with overalls and no shirt. They've on. got they've got like the but they've got like the you know magical abilities as much as like somebody from like Tekken does basically kind oh, of yeah. idea. Speaking okay. of yeah, yeah, my game is uh, Tekken Five, but not the part you're thinking of it's just the single player uh platformer beat-em-up portion called devil within where you play as Jin and just 
run around beating up people through levels. I don't know. I think Josh basically to... took my answer and then copied my homework. I mean, um, it's kind change. of the reverse. <laughs> it's actually the opposite, where Jada's was a game that was a, like a single-player adventure with you have co-op, and then you can actually fight against each other. But my game is True. a game where you fight each other, and then you can play a single-player version. This isn't footage of it, um, but <laughs> this is just Tekken. Um, but Devil Within, I don't remember what the plot was. Probably worse than the bouncer. Probably. Uh, but Jin is just going through different levels, beating up people, and then doing some god-awful platforming. But the reason why it stuck with me is because back then I had I have two siblings, and like I can only buy games that were multiplayer, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I didn't have a, you know... There we go. Someone to play with. There we go. Um, I would just bring this guy out. And... I wasn't very this was like one of my first like single player campaign games I guess and I was not very good at it and I think the checkpoints were like really brutal as well so I remember sweating a lot uh like playing through this game because if I died I would have to reset pretty far back uh wow I didn't even remember like was, these maps are like that was the life of like PS2 games though like so you're safe you were very much at the mercy of where the designers decided like you get a save point here you get a save point here there weren't nearly as many checkpoints as we get nowadays oh, we are no. spoiled yeah uh this, nowadays this, I think if this is the same video that I was looking at to refresh my memory too there was a comment that was saying like hey dude you know there's like a block button right and <laughs> the guy the uploader responded and said to be honest, I just wanted to get this over with. Um, <laughs> that's my general feelings about that. this. Uh, you know what? If you if you don't get hit, you don't need to block. That's is my true. general philosophy is very in true. games. Uh, hit them first, kill them first, and you don't need to block. Hmm. Now, I, I'm always I, I love single player stuff. I love stories, and I also love like fighting game rosters. But the problem is that like fighting games typically, you know, they're they're about the fight, and I suck I suck at that part. So yeah. it's kind of like I want to be. I don't know, like I was, I remember being like excited about Street Fighter, the movie, the game. And like, mm -hmm. there's that, there's that one like Mortal Kombat. Shaolin Monks? Was it, was the Sub-Zero one? Or was, there was Shaolin Monks. There was also one that was like Sub-Zero Origins Legacy something. Oh. I think it was on N64, but it was like a, you know, it was like a side scroller. Yeah. Which it's also, I'm surprised we don't see this more often. Probably because they just are always horribly received. Yeah. The idea of being like, we already made this whole move set and this character. Like, what if we just made a story version where they you know instead of just saying in the same room fighting a handful of characters what if we yeah. just have them like walking along and going places but up scrubs i think yeah. tekken 3 and 4 had that where it was a beat-em-up and you could select any one of the characters you wanted that sounds right because right? i think i remember yeah. going through it's like eddie gordo i believe yeah i remember going through and just like cartwheeling yeah. people to death it makes, it makes a ton of sense for tekken because it's you know 3d to begin with and right it's, yeah yeah Akeem, what about you? What's your uh, what's your little favorite from the PS2 era? Well, Max, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I, I have to go uh, with the last game uh, made by Team Silent um, um, before Konami decided to give this particular franchise to to Western game devs, and that's Silent Hill for the Room it was the last one, and and it was it was beautiful. It wasn't necessarily connected to one, two, or three. Outside of just, of course, you know, Silent Hill, uh, these these supernatural worlds being involved. Um, this game, you play as a guy named Henry, uh, and you're trapped in your apartment. You wake up one day, you're just trapped in your apartment. You have no idea what what's going on, how you got how you got trapped in your own apartment, uh, until you discover a hole in your bathroom, and and in your bathroom, that's where it transports you to uh, these. It's a, it's technically supposed to be just like little areas of Silent Hill. Mm. And 
you start to uncover uh, the mystery uh, behind this uh, serial killer who was born in your apartment. He he died, but he somehow came back as like a ghost, and he's still killing. Because you know, naturally, if, super, if if serial killers could come back as ghosts, that's probably what they would do, what they do best. Uh, but yeah, this game was was really really frightening for me, and it's it's kind of it's kind of similar to the the other Silent Hill games in, in a sense where it's like you're you're playing as an ordinary person, so obviously your aim with a gun isn't going to be uh, up to snuff. You're not going to have good aim. Um, also, when you're welding like uh, melee weapons, you actually can run out of strength. Um, this this game was just I feel like it it also has uh, very early signs of PT, which I know a lot of people were, you know, you know, that's like a, that's a beloved, you know, uh, a demo in the Silent Hill uh, sphere, uh, where uh, in your, when you're in your apartment, it's just first person. There's no like jump scares or anything like that, but it's, it's first person and you're navigating your apartment in first person, uh, discovering clues here and there. Um, How big is the hole in the bathroom? It's, it's big enough for a human sized man. Okay. I wasn't sure if yeah. it was like a peephole or other kinds of holes. Or just, <laughs> just sucked him in. Yeah. I feel like yeah. a prop. No. Oh, this looks so creepy. The thing about like that era of, of games is like you'll see stuff that's kind of creepy. And then you got to remember that we were seeing it through like a CRT TV, which makes everything so yeah. much weirder looking. Like yep. Silent Hill had that haze to it. And it mm-hmm. was just, ugh. Yeah. Very creepy. Don't, um, so I've only played, uh, I think, Silent Hill Homecoming and I believe Silent Hill 2 way back in the day. And yeah. like, don't all the protagonists, you said the protagonist of this one was, his name was Henry? Yeah. Aren't all the protagonists have like very general, like basic names like that? Like, it's not yeah. like, it's that's kind of a, tr- uh, like a, just a. Yeah, they, yeah, they have just like, yeah, very basic, you know, gen- I guess, I don't want to say generic because there's, I don't want to offend anyone, Henry, that's watching, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, they, they have just, I would say, general names for sure. Um, uh, and They're I mean, not, like, not the, name like Scion or something. They're like, yeah. <laughs> or do do guard or what yeah. was the name of that villain? Uh, yeah, no, no, they, Duragon. They very, Duragon. Duragon, yeah. Dugong, Dugong. <laughs> this was a game I would love to see kind of remastered. Um, I I feel like it, it was de- it was definitely a, a sleeper hit um, on the PlayStation Two. Um, I mean, si- Team Silent went out with a bang. This one was like it it was just it was Chef's Kiss uh, good. And I think mm-hmm. uh, you can actually I think you can download it on GOG dog.com i just discovered because i was like trying to you know find like an older copy but i'm like i'd rather just play it on my pc just to kind of relive those those ps2 moments um but yeah i, I definitely say if this this is worth a, a revisit if you if you remember it from playstation 2 uh or, or it's just like worth just playing it if you're a fan of the the silent hill uh franchise uh of course we're all looking forward to silent hill 2 though uh, yeah, we'll have re- to see the remake of that. But. We'll have to see how that does. Maybe that'll, you know, we'll get a Silent Hill for the room remake after yeah. that. I want the I get some get some Tommy Wiseau room in there too. I yes, want for sure. Maybe someone's modded that in on PC. Maybe that joke is from 2011. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what about you, Max? What what, what was your PS2 darling? So everyone loves Hulk Ultimate Destruction, but I was actually really fond of the one that came before it, which was just Hulk based on mm. the not great Ang Lee movie. Which again, weird casting for that, like. What's like, I feel like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like floats like a bumblebee, feathers and wind or what? And they're like, Hulk smash. And it was weirdly <laughs> like, I mean, that movie definitely doesn't hold up, but um, the game was pretty cool. It was um, the same studio that did, uh, that did 
the ultimate destruction as well as the prototype games and also simpsons hit and run which was uh radical entertainment and they since have been sort of I don't know, rolled up and put into some bad corner of Activision support studios, but they made some pretty cool games back in the day. And this is, you know, this is not as good as Ultimate Destruction, but I just have a soft spot for it. I think I got it for like stupidly cheap in some bargain bin. And it's, I just like, I love how cartoony it is. You know, mm -hmm. like there's th that game, that movie is like very muted and somber and like, you know, contrary to that, like the game was very like, it's got this cool cell shaded look. It's very toyetic. Um, the stupid thing, you know, much like the having a, you know, nuanced emotional director take on, you know, to go from The Ice Storm, a movie about people having marital problems in the 70s to Hulk smash is a weird choice. I don't understand that cast, that director choice at all. But anyway, um, I said Ice Storm and I thought the day after tomorrow and it was like there was marital problems. And I don't I missed that. Plot probably line. they were running away from the <laughs> ice, the, the cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like this game had stealth sequences where you had to play as Bruce Banner. Which was like okay, very funny because when you think like Hulk, like it's it's synonymous with smashing and like yes. yelling and like he he literally will like clap so hard it kills people <laughs> and like that is not stealthy. That is not like this is a giant nine foot tall enormous man who crushes things. But it's like, what if you played as a guy with purple pants who has to be sneaky? Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Like I love I love the sort of aesthetic of this game. I think it looks really cool and it you know it paved the way for. Hulk, Hulk Ultimate Destruction, which was, I think, much more what people wanted from, from Hulk. Fantastic. But I don't know. Yeah. I have a soft also, spot for I, that. I, I got to say, Max, I, I love, from, from the clip that we were just watching, for those listening, um, I love the product placement. Uh, Bruce Banner was drinking Mountain Dew, which is mm -hmm. a green beverage. I'm like that's kind of on the nose. Like I've, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised he he wouldn't that, go for like a, a purple drink. Also, that's not how Hulk gets his powers by drinking too much Mountain Dew. Yeah, gamma that radiation. Well, that's abomination. That's how his his thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Like, I love the bit in the in the Edward Norton one where he's like about to screw around and his heart rate goes up and he's like, "No, no, no, I can't do this right now." But I like the idea that he's like, "I'm trying to keep my pulse down, but I'm pounding all this Mountain Dew getting riled up," and they're like, "Please stop, sir. Uh, give this man some melatonin." No, I don't know. That, that was a fun one, but yeah, like we said. The PS2 had some amazing, amazing games. Like, the, yeah. honestly, trying to dig around and find some ones that are like, oh, also, everybody in the comments is going to be like, the Warriors. And it's like, yes. If you, if you were thinking the Warriors, you owe me a quarter. Yeah. Like, if, please. If everyone says something is great, it's not underrated. Everyone agrees the Warriors was awesome. It's yeah. just, I think that, I think the game has more fans than the movie it's based on. But yeah, that was, I don't yeah. know. And none of us think that the bouncer is very good, except Jada. So that's that's, that's what makes exactly. it underrated. That's oh, what makes it those underrated. bouncer fans are getting ready to I cannot on their overalls. I cannot wait to see all those comments. Come out, come out, come out and bounce me. I dare yeah, can you. Can we just admit the bouncer was never good? There we go. He got out on record. Was always good. Yeah, got on record. I love that the Warriors was like, was that was that pre or post San Andreas? I can't even remember. That was mm, this was pre San Andreas. This was post, I think, Vice City. I okay. think it was right. I think it was right after Vice City. But before so yeah, this, San Andreas. this was a Rockstar blank check game. This was like, what do we want to spend your money on? Like, wake up, Barry Devorzon. We need original music based on that hit film directed by uh, Walter Hill. I think. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, just a, you. definitely a deep cut based on a book, no less. Yeah. Like Die Hard, yeah. one of those movies that everyone knows the movie and like four people have read the book and they're like, it's fine. Anyway, this I love this. This game was cool as hell. Uh, but yeah, The Warriors is great. Hulk, not as good, but I like it too. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know what, what your favorite PS2 games that nobody else loves except for a bunch of people in various internet forums and comment sections who probably also love it. I mean, no matter what your favorite game is, you can find somebody out there who also loves that game, Yeah, um, which is nice. So let's all focus on, on positivity. <laughs> 
This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Now, speaking of positivity... Something that is a divisive topic is QuickTime events. Uh, some people really hate them, and other people have mixed feelings, I think. Is that, I feel like that's... Yeah, that's fair. fair. I, yeah, I love QuickTime events. Do you? Yeah, I do. You're, I do. You're, you're, you're so positive about everything. I, I what can I say? I, I love video games. I think QuickTime events are the video game equivalent of jump scares, in that they are, they are cheap, and they jump up at you. Mm. So, yeah. I'm, and I don't handle them well. I get stressed. So I will say that, like... I love QuickTime events when they're done, when they're executed properly. When they're just thrown in there, just shoveled in there to shovel them in there, no. But if you get them in a, a big game like, say, Asura's Wrath, which has very big moments mm -hmm. that are very about, very much about like doing these over-the-top big things um, that is outside of the normal gameplay, I think it's great. I think it's okay. a great use of them. Well, 
we need to make this whole conversation a quick time event. And Josh, I believe you have some something yeah. prepared for us. How are we doing this? Yeah. So I think everybody has some sort of a signal device uh, that <laughs> will. Kim, I'm sorry we didn't have time to. There we go. Uh, I don't know which one's going to mean what. Uh, you can have something for agree or disagree. I was going to do. I don't know. We didn't really plan. You can see these are horribly. Yeah. Yeah. Second Poorly graders. Akeem, what do you got for us? I mean, I got I got a mic that echoes. Okay. That's it. Okay. So you'll Akeem will bring out the red mic if he thinks that this is a good quick time event. This looks like the world's worst auction. For those of you listening at home, we have <laughs> ping pong paddles with PlayStation buttons crudely taped onto them, but they're not all the same. I have a I have a, I have the face buttons. I have an R3 as well as the triggers, and then also a couple of face buttons. Yeah, so we're we're kind of playing with a, a half a deck, right? Okay, so if let, let's do uh, for you guys, if it's an X button, you guys think it's a good quick time event, and if you don't think it's a good one, you'll do square. Okay, you both have square. I'm just gonna... uh, and then and then you can use the other one if you feel like it's something in between, and then explain later. But I think the reason we like we're talking about this is because the Resident Evil 4 remake won't have the quick time, or it will. It will. But like, I think not into the, the degree of what we're used to or mm -hmm. expected from the previous releases. Okay. Well, let's start with that. Resident yeah. Evil 4. Let's see, like, an example of a quick time event from that game and see if you guys think it's a good one or not. Red, could you please roll the clip? All right. This is the famous uh, boulder chase where you have to mash square to sprint as Indiana Jones style, a boulder is running towards you. What do you guys think? Uh, you don't think this is a good one. You don't think it's a good one. And Akeem thinks it's a good one. Akeem, uh, oh, minority oh no. here. I, I was going to use this for no. For no. Okay, so you all yeah. disagree. This is a bad quick time event. Why? Oh, I was just pushing the buttons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're mashing square. I'm so, mashing square and then L2, R2 at the, to the last second dodge. Yeah. That's the buttons. Uh, I think this uh, is a bad one, but I love it. Okay, explain. Um, I feel like Resident Evil is very good at taking things that are super scary and being like, oh, they're scary. Like, the, I don't know, RE4 is like a greatest hits of various movie monsters, but given us kind of bootleg coat of paint, as well as all sorts of just generic horrors and phantasms. And then there's a big rock and you have to run away from the big rock by pressing square fast enough and then dodging out of the way at the last minute. And it's just, it's very, it's, I mean, they're clearly doing the Indiana Jones thing, but again, it's a big rock. It's yeah. just weird. It's just the silly, it seems like a very, I mean, it's a game full of silly things. And again, it's bad, but I love it. Also, yeah. on my second playthrough, I would like to just use my rocket launcher to blow up the rock instead. Well, do it. Well, it's it's well, also bad because, I mean, why are you hitting square? Aren't boulders circles? <laughs> but like, the square is the enemy of the circle. Speaking of, speaking of boulders, let's move on to the next clip, RE5. Also, uh, we got some more boulders here with the quick time event. They really like their really boulders, a very apparently. Quick, quick time event. Yeah. There we yeah. go. There he is. He's mashing square again, but this time to push a boulder, uh, then to roll around the analog stick to keep pushing, and then X to give it a right hook, and then circle to give it a right hook, and then X to give it a right hook, then a square to give it a right hook, and then <laughs> he just punches the boulder. All right. How do you guys feel about this one? Uh triangle this is somewhere in between i think that means somewhere I in between quick time event uh akeem you're not a big fan of this yeah i, I mean i i did both so so yes yeah. for the smoke machine means yes and then the, the mic means no okay. we're on a tight ship uh, here this is a good oh, yeah. we're doing this is really what, what makes this a bad quick time event so this is partially good this is partially good uh it, it's i'll start with the bad part the the part that you have to like keep you know you're pushing the rock uh, you're pushing the rock 
uh, by hitting the, the square uh, button. I think that sucks. But when, when we're talking about memes, this really took off when, when Chris decided to give that bad boy a, a, a couple of firm punches. Right? Uh-huh. Like the, the internet took off. With that right there, that seismic punch, yeah. that, that's, yep. that's why it's good. Right that, there, this is what makes it good. This was his casting audition yes. to get into Marvel Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Three. This is this is what Thank got him you. into it, like for exactly. sure. Exactly. I like this. I I think this reads like a direct response to anybody who criticized the Boulder and RE4, and the devs were like, "Oh, you didn't like that? Well, how about this? Shut up. Press square. <laughs> F you. Go to hell. Like punch the Boulder." I just you know to Akeem's point of it being like it becoming meme worthy. It is super meme worthy. It's just so ludicrous to punch a boulder and expect it like this whole scene i remember playing this scene and it's just so ludicrous it's ridiculous so my problem with the scene is that you use multiple buttons to do the same action Mm. like i feel like as a rule as a rule for a quick time event right you should just stick to one button for one move and just do that um, I think all games should only have one button that you have to press the entire time. Oh, yeah. Me too. I think they should have 78 games. different buttons that we press you would like at all times. a keyboard. <laughs> uh, well, okay. So both, PC like, gamer here. For both Resident Evils here, you guys kind of gave it a pass because it's a, like, a little bit silly and Sucks, Resident Evil's a little silly. It. Yes. yes. Uh, what about a game that's like supposed to be serious and you have quick time events that are serious? Can we pull up the next clip, please, Red? It is called Heavy Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, Ethan. This is the uh, the famous chase through the market. Uh, the clip we're showing is where he fails every quick time event. And as a player, I think that <laughs> um, if you were to fail these, you would feel frustration, right? You're supposed to connect with this character and be like, "Wow, I'm very frustrated. I can't catch this guy. I keep messing up. Especially, uh, I should have gotten more." Uh, <laughs> grippier shoes as he well, slips on the ice is this a good quick time event or not you mean this particular event or heavy rain the entirety of the game which is mostly quick time do you i mean this one no. in particular we'll go with this one in the particular do you think this is a good use of quick time events yes yes, yes. and akeem no no why not no this is frustrating. Even if even if you get it if you if you get it right if you get it wrong like this is this is just frustrating. Like this reminds me I'm having flashbacks uh, to when I my first uh, QTE game and that was Indigo Prophecy and it was horrible. I hated playing that game because of all the quick time events that were in it. I don't like this. I'm not a fan of this the way that they do it in Heavy Rain. Um, although this is comical what we're watching right now. The, <laughs> so I'll the guy give, just failing at every turn. I'll give this one credit because it does have repercussions, which are hilarious, which is good. I yeah. mean, I, what I hate is when quick time events, when you fail them, it's just, that's it. It just, like there's no, it's it, just like you lose in this case, he still catches up to the guy. He just looks like an idiot doing it. Like he, he, succ- yeah. he, he like accomplishes his goal, which again, it sort of flies in the face of the whole point of heavy rains, like choose your own adventure narrative pathways or whatever. But like, I don't know. It's very funny to me that like this is like this is like the outtakes from a movie. The movie still gets made though. Like they just like oh we did twenty seven takes and that was the best one. Like this dude just (laughs) need that Benny Hill music playing right now. Oh yeah, it would it would work great. I Uh, I I think uh, I I like this one also because from a gameplay perspective, nothing is more infuriating than having to catch an NPC that is that their whole goal is to run from you in a game and like not getting that grab command to go properly when you have to do it yourself. So I appreciate them just taking that portion out of the equation for me. Yeah. 
I mean, and the thing with Heavy Rain is that even if you fail it, the, the story continues. It's not game over, right? It's not Correct. do or die. Uh, but there are some games that where the quick time event is do or die. Uh, Red, can you pull up the next clip, please? It is from Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> Poetry. We will, we're not hearing audio for this, but, uh, you know, you're hitting space bar to just jump around a fiery building. And then he has to save a scientist attached to a bomb. Uh, and you have to click the scroll wheel at the right moment to do it. And if not, uh, you explode. And the scientist says, I'm going to die before the whole building explodes. <laughs> Is this a good quick time event or not? No, yes. And yes for Akeem, I think. Uh, what? Sure, I'll give it. I'll give it to him. Yeah, I'll say yes. Okay, what's what makes it a bad quick time event? Max? I mean, again, I think bad quick time. Like we're talking about them. The worst ones are where they they do what they're supposed to do. They're just annoying in the game, and there's nothing exciting to write home about. I will give this one credit for being amazingly bad. <laughs> but I love that you he just face plants. Like they really were like they failed the quick time event of animating that that sequence. Like right. that's not even like a compelling. I don't know. Like Spider Man just face planting. Yeah, I don't think. Can you even do that? Like I don't think Spider you can do that normal. He just game. lands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's so much more coordinated when he's swinging across buildings, but suddenly yeah. now he, time event he becomes just, the wily e. coyote. This quick time event just always makes me bust up laughing. I love the idea of Spider-Man just face playing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think if he T-posed, it would be more it would be more believable. Like seeing yeah. him just go fully oh, on the yeah. ground is just like yeah. that's oh. yeah. I honestly don't know what happens if you do this successfully. I've only no one cares. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the scientist grows the upper eyelids. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, I had a cure for that and, terrible. Like, look at that face. I, can we not look at that face? I don't want, for those of you listening at home, you're having a great time because you don't have to see this scary, surprised yeah. woman. Awful. Let's see the new newest Spider-Man uh, game. How they did quick time events with Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, check this one out. You are, you know, riding Rhino, trying to steer him uh, out of, like, hurting other people through a shopping mall. Uh, nice, long slow-mos, nice, satisfying button presses to hit. Good good quick time event, bad quick time event. Oh, this is this is easily easy, 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 good. Yeah, one. but Max, somewhere in between? I don't know. I'm... When I think of all the stuff I love about Insomniac's Spider-Man games, yeah. it's not the quick time events. Really? And the fact that you can completely just turn them off, I put them in the same category as like the the little lab puzzles you have to do. Right. Where like I don't know, they're they're kind of padding. I mean, I guess they're more exciting than just a cutscene, but they're also not like a full-fledged sequence. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's a, I mean, that's what most quick time events are, right? It's like basically a cutscene that you interact with in a way. Yeah. Uh but when it comes to video games and like immersion right isn't kind of the point to do something and your character does it and like during quick time events do you not feel that effect i don't know i have mixed feelings about this one whoa i don't know he's, just ruin, he's ruining all these at the shopping mall during christmas time all these people are out getting their presents he throws the baby, baby carriage yeah well, well he just, I mean, he's got a I don't like rhino it. man he's trying to save people yeah well yeah. akeem this in is... defense of this quick time event what what do you think makes it like appropriate or well, good it's, it's it's i think it's i think it's great like and this was the way that they kind of like started off the game i feel like the these are very just satisfying uh quick time events um i love the fact that it kind of just slows down a little bit for you um and again like 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 you were saying to your point josh you know i feel i i think it's great when you get to interact with like the the, the more cinematic portions um of the video game um you know this this game does it well miles morales um i think god of war uh does it well as, as mm -hmm. in, in my opinion 
So I don't know. I don't see Max. I don't see what what's the problem here. It seems like you're you were trying to put the blame on Miles. He's saving people's lives. I don't, you can't, I'm I'm putting the blame on the developers. I think they were lazy. You can't go into any of the stores and check out all of the sales going on. <laughs> you can't buy so your presents for your friends. Not enough immersion. You, you yeah. wanted you wanted Miles to make some quick time purchases. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. I want to find <laughs> okay, some quick quick deals. Yeah. It's in this. No, I, I do think it's weird that Sony, I guess, has started with first-party games. There's a lot of quick-time events at the top. Yeah. Like, Ragnarok opens with that weird sled thing. And, like, I, I mean, it's ex I guess it's exciting, but it kind of, like, unless it's... I like it when games, when they hit the ground running with, like, the actual gameplay, not so much, like, walk-and-talks, not so much cutscenes, not so much quick-time events. I guess in all of those, quick-time events are preferable, but I don't know. This is also... This is a this is a multiple quick time. This keeps going. You know, it's not yeah, like you're in the yeah. middle of doing something and it's like one cutscene that pops up and then there's a quick time event and then it goes back to gameplay. Which this is kind of a it's kind of a, a, a drawn out uh, scenario here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I have a theory about this. I think the reason they do that is because they want they just want to you know set the standard that you know there's going to be a lot of these types of moments throughout right. the game. So like up front, you know, you can either check out in the beginning or. Or just keep on powering through because there's going to be a bunch of these QTEs. I think it's also a way of them showcasing just like the power your character has. Like, this is how cool and how powerful your character is. Look at like how what they can do to put on display, what they can put on display for their abilities. And they do it by making it look as stylish as possible to really get you to buy in and like the character. Yeah. And, you know, we brought it up earlier, but uh, let's take a look at how God of War did it. I mean, God of War is also a similar super narrative single-player driven game uh and here's when they did again early in the game as well when freya attacks you uh, as you and atreus are sledding in the snow you just mash circle on this in this scenario that we're showing uh he doesn't escape and he freya kills him i i died here i died because i started the game and i thought it was a cutscene, and i was eating two corn dogs <laughs> You can't yeah, play. You can't put down. Yeah. You can't put down a corn dog just to hit circle. I could have just had one corn dog and I might have lived, but I didn't. <laughs> I died. <laughs> corn dogs, the leading yeah. death of video. Leading video game. It's not a, it's not a good cause. gamer food unless you 3D print some apparatus that mounts them on the controller. That's a story for another day, though. I mean, bringing up mashing a button as a quick time event. Do you guys feel like that's a good use of quick time? I think ma mashing is is not great, you know. Really? Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I agree that mashing is not a great quick time um, use of quick time events, mostly because also it makes it more difficult um, if they don't have the accessibility features baked in. Um, God of War did a lot of accessibility features for the game, and they did like a lot, and they did an amazing job with them. I didn't check this cutscene with the accessibility settings to see how that worked out, though. So like that's something I personally need to go back and check. Um, I'm sure they probably are settings. They were very accessibility forward, mm -hmm. but yeah. mashing in general is definitely a, a very tough thing in the accessibility com uh, community. Uh I'm going to say, yeah, in terms of accessibility, as long as they give the option to not mash, yeah. I think it's great. But I think mashing does a really good job when it comes to, like, immersiveness. Like, anytime huh. they have, like, mashing happening, it's supposed to be these moments of high tension, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, you know, it happens again in God of War when uh, Kratos is trying to stop uh, Thor from, you know, pushing mm -hmm. his hammer into his face <clears throat> or i mean even with the like the boulder stuff right with resident evil you're like mashing a button and there's no other real mechanics in a controller where you can be like 
okay, I just need to do one repetitive thing. Mm-hmm. And if they're kind of trying to do something immersive, mashing a button as yeah, hard I as I mean, I think mashing is, is a direct response to what people do when they're panicking in a game. Right, like they yeah. looked at like, what if people, they just go, rah, rah, and it's like, what if that's what they are supposed to do? I like the ones where you have to, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm what like Miles is doing where you have to drag the sticks into a certain spot and then hit something. Yeah. yeah. You have to like line everything up. Aiming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to aim the like web shooter thing. Yeah, where, where you like you yeah. drag the sticks into like little circles, and then you gotta. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. we could try something that's not button related. Uh, there was a game that came out called Tomb Raider Anniversary, I believe. They had quick time events. Here you go. You just, uh, I think you swipe on the analog stick in in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just that's just Dragon's Lair, though. I don't know. <laughs> What's wrong with Dragon's Lair? <laughs> I played a, my friend got a Sega CD and I played this game called Road Avenger, uh-huh. which opens with like this incredible, like hand drawn, like extremely low resolution, you know, anime sequence. And you're like, wow. And then it starts you in the game. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be driving this car. And it's, it's actually just like a, it's like a FMV game about a car. Mm. Yeah. And so you know how a car goes back and forth on the road. And if it doesn't, it crashes. Yeah. That's the game. Oh, so like you drive for three seconds and then an arrow pops up. And if you don't hit it fast enough, you just crash into the wall. Huh? It's very bad. It's well, very, very bad. But it's interesting. I mean, it's that I don't know. They just they made a cutscene and then they chopped it up and added some little prompts there. Yeah. Also, doesn't this NPC kind of look like budget vanilla ice? Like he's just making all the appearances <laughs> lately. Uh, if you're trying to if you're listening without video, that is it's budget vanilla ice. Um, Akeem, how do you feel about this quick time event? Uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like this one um, at all. I, I don't know why uh, 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 Lara Croft is going after like these these '90s has been rappers right now. Uh, what we're seeing on our screen, and also it's just, I don't know. It seems kind of weak because it, it also seems like you're not actually doing anything. Right. You're just swiping yeah. up. Is that it? Like, I don't. You're swiping I don't think up. You you're swiping left. Yeah, I'd say it's down. a bad one. Ooh, bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Press triangle. It just, I, I, I feel like the the. I agree with Akeem. I don't feel like the the button prompts on screen match the action that's really going on. Yep. Uh, yeah. Not enough, at least. And yeah. I feel like it's a little inconsistent as well. Like you have, you're able to control Lara Croft doing all these things, but then you see her, you know, dive behind a rock and then run and shoot the guy again, and you aren't prompted to do mm. any of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. There needs to be consistency in our quick time events. Uh, and can we yeah, bring and, up? And in that scene, in that scene, by the way, I expected a lot more from Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> was that Malibu's Most Wanted? Wasn't yeah, that a scene that was, from that the movie? That looks yes. No. Retract that reference. We'll bring it back to actually. You know what? We'll we'll do one more here, where it's not so much about. Uh, you know even mashing a button or just hitting the right button it's about timing uh we're gonna look at yakuza zero mm. here mm. max oh, yeah. can you tell us what what is the context yeah so it's the tele it's the telephone club which is a thing that i think most people can uh i i it's like a friendship phone sex hotline something or other it was very popular in the japan in the 80s again I, you know you can learn more about it in the hit game yakuza zero but yeah basically you have to answer the phone real quick so right when the the phone rings you mm-hmm. hit a button and then Kiryu just like yanks it off the receiver and then picks it up. And, he, and then he, in a very like radio friendly voice, he's like, Moshi Moshi. <laughs> like, it's very like dramatic. And I, I mean, I feel like Yakuza has a lot of really over the top quick time events. Yeah. And they're, they're typically like, I don't know. I think they do, they do it well. Like it'll be in like the very, in the middle of a boss fight, you know, and it'll, it'll kind of like truncate like boss phases or whatever. And it's, mm-hmm. in this case, they're clearly making fun of the fact that quick time events are silly and it's just completely over the top. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It's also, I think it's very easy to fail this one. <laughs> like, it, that's a quick timer. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, doesn't, I don't know. The timer is also a fun addition. 
where it like really i feel like it really adds to the yeah it shows you exactly how quick the time is of the event but i'm, I'm also you could show me like a, a, a yakuza game crashing and i'd be like yeah it's a great game look at it go it's cool i like it Yakuza is <laughs> a good series <laughs> i think any game that well, anytime they have a quick time event that could easily be its own standalone like Mario Party game, I think it's great. Like if it doesn't even mesh well with the story, as long as that like that part is fun, I, yeah. I think it, it'll like sell me. I think I, so. I'm, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go back on one of my answers from Ooh. the Resident Evil Five one. I think I said was a bad one. I I think based on the Yakuza one and the Spider Man one with him just face planning, the more absurd that the uh the quick time event is i think it, the better it is yeah i think that's i think that's my new stance on quick time events yeah because the like quick time event's gonna take you out of the game anyway correct like, might as well just go balls out let's make this weird yes yeah the uh, weirder the, the better boulders to the wolders as they say really <laughs> boulders to the wolders yeah. uh well, speaking of weird let's go end with this one okay uh it's the weirdest one maybe asura's wrath which we brought up earlier uh, the game is all quick time events. It is. Yes. It's like all it is. And, and this is one like where God pushes his finger onto earth and you have to stop. You have to say, finger. knock it off up there. And here we go. It. It's great. I think this one is a perfect example of like mash a button to stop God's finger from crushing you. Yeah, that's a good mashy one. This is a great mashy one. I mean, this one. game is also like it got some it got some crap for it when it came out. People were like, it's just a game about quick time. It's just an anime that you press buttons during, and it's like, yeah, but that was it. That like, was kind of the, that was the whole yeah. point. Like, it's, that was they committed to it. You know? Yeah, they committed to the bit. And I don't know, like if if it had been stuff that was just like sloppily inserted in another game, it's like that's that's another story entirely. But like, I, mean, I don't know. I think quick time events they have to be deliberate. You know, they can't just yes. be like, uh, we'll just tack it on there. Deliberate and absurd. <laughs> this has got a whole meter showing you how hard you're pushing on god's finger with your little fists it's great yep. he's really punching that finger this is definitely one of those games where you do not button mash normally where you set the controller down mm -hmm. and you are one finger just up and down on the, on the pro tip for that electric toothbrush just get it right up against the button like, oh, yeah. i've never That's done hard. that yeah i did that to get a platinum in one of those uh bad games that we played oh the spank the rabbit or whatever sure yeah. Uh, anyway, that what they're calling it these days? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, it was stroke the something, right? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's even worse. What are, what are we doing? Well, that was a conversation about quick time events that was definitely not a quick time, but we had a good time, and that's yeah. the important part. Uh, so Just... press press circle in the comments below to let us know how you feel about quick time events, or I guess we're gonna probably figure out a nice um, poll, which is kind of like a really slow quick time event if you think about it. One of those that's polls. Slowest yeah, quick you just time event. Press what you feel anyway um yeah speaking of asura's wrath grade big huge exciting anime fight sequences dragon ball z tenkaichi budokai 4 was announced after 16 years since the last mainline entry in the series uh this was i mean I, i'm gonna go on a limb and say this is like the definitive dragon ball video game series yes the fight yeah. for the the like for past fighting ones, mm -hmm. yes, the Tenkaichi series was the series. If you were playing in Dragon Ball Z fighting games, I mean, the early Budokai games were great, but once we got to Tenkaichi, it was just a whole nother level, and there was no going back mm -hmm. after that. Um, so yeah, we got a, we got a little teaser that is cool. It shows some like clips of the old stuff, and then it has like a shot of it's like on a little CRT TV to remember. remember I really like I really like that they went with the CRT scene. Like yeah. it like it really kind of takes you back to like, oh yeah, when I was playing this, it was on a CRT, a little tiny TV. 
Um, yeah. And then it erupts at the end, and we get the full screen. Remember high school? Remember 4-3 aspect ratio? Well, it's gone, because Goku's killed it. No, I like that they, they've got Goku doing his, <laughs> his Super Saiyan Blue, whatever it's called, trans, you know, Blue Raspberry Warhead flavor. Uh, but yeah, since this game came out, they've added how many different transformations throughout, like, Super in the various movies? Yeah, quite, quite, quite a bit, quite a bit, and mm -hmm. and also not only that, I'm I'm glad to see that they're going with the cell shading, uh, the cell shaded uh, look for for this new game that's coming out. Because I mean, from my uh, memory, I don't think it the the original Budokai games were actual, uh, they weren't cell shaded, right? No, they were like soup. They were just kind of low poly, like very flat, yeah. flat render, which was it looked good, but it wasn't yeah. cell shaded. And like this is this is gonna look like Dragon Ball Fighters is so good, yes. so good looking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if y'all noticed this, but it seems like you know Bandai Namco comes out with a new. I know it's been like what 16 years since we got a Budokai game, but like Bandai Namco's been coming out with uh, new Dragon Ball related games like almost every single year since we hit like what like the mid 90s, uh, early 2000s. Uh, it, there's been a new. I, I'm assuming that that must be like a licensing thing because I mean like we've gotten some good games and we've gotten some bad ones. Like what last year we got Dragon Ball the Breakers. Yep. Does anyone remember that? that yeah, I played that. Uh, yeah, I, like a, a ripoff of Dead by Daylight. Funniest idea, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was just such a mess of a game. I mean, we had it you know really we had was. Kakarot before that. Um, yep, mm -hmm. it's it definitely seems like with I mean, I mean with the exception of the Breakers, they've gotten better about like really. Yeah, I mean for a minute it felt like very much that kind of this is just licensed games, but I think yeah. like fully committing to a two D fighter or a rpg like again i wish that kakarot had like a little bit extra love but this is this is gonna be cool this is gonna be good uh weird thing is like the last version to get released of this was in 2012 they put out like the hd collection that was budokai one and three they skipped two yeah which was i'm not even sure why that was the case was it bad we, we don't talk about two that's yeah why. was it bad what did it was two was just it was we don't talk it wasn't no energy blast everyone had to stay on the ground the whole time they made some i can't remember exactly what it was but it just like it it lost a lot of that, like the feeling that we got when we played one. It, like it just wasn't like it did feel. It felt a little soulless mm. or whatnot. It felt kind of like normally it's you know when you see a a game based on an anime, generally the first iteration is very basic and you're like like mm, I'm gonna wait for the sequel. I'm gonna wait for number two because then they'll have the next arc that's already out. Like this is just the starter. Mm. It's like anytime you buy like you get a new naruto game it's like cool we get up to the tune-in exams and that's it yeah. and it's like why am i i don't want to play through the tune-in exams like that's not enough content um but like as you get to further you know the second one is usually they fixed the any of the bugs they like they've expanded on it made it a deeper experience yeah, i mean that's the rare thing that video games do that other media doesn't is like the second iteration is oftentimes much better because yeah. it is effectively a you know massive new version rather than like just a straight sequel and you know, sometimes they drop the ball and screw it up, but I don't know. Usually they'd save that for the third. But, I mean, third Budokai added, like, added like a massive roster. That had, like, Dr. Slump characters in there and stuff, which is which is cool as hell. I don't know. I just want some deep-cut Toriyama stuff in there. Yeah. No, for sure. So that's good news. Um, we also got some news about Final Fantasy 16, which, you know, we probably should have led with a week and a half ago when it broke. But uh, basically the director talking about uh, how... It's it would not be possible on PS4 like it, it is using the, the new proprietary hard drive to like you'll be in the middle of like a battle and it'll be like loading a cutscene in the background and basically just queuing everything up. And it's it's that kind of like nebulous developer talk where it's really hard to understand exactly, you know, how much of this is smoke and mirrors and how much of this is like actually what's going on under the hood. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 cool to hear 
talk about like why this generation actually matters because you know for the most part it's been like okay well i guess it's making use of more power but in this case it's multitasking a lot yeah. which is cool to hear do we yeah. have any strong feelings about ff16 i mean i'm i'm excited for it mostly because of the uh the combat designer that is there from devil may cry and so like just getting that devil may cry action i love dmc um so getting a little bit of my final fantasy is a lot of fun for me um i you know i do miss like kind of the more traditional more tactical uh, that Final Fantasy is known for. Um, but, you know, they've got the classics to go back to for me to play that. And we've got Final Fantasy VII Rebirth um, coming later this year. So I'm a-okay with getting a little bit something different that is hopefully going to bring some audience back to Final Fantasy because it has been, minus Final Fantasy XIV, it's kind of been kind of lukewarm over the last couple of years. Like, it hasn't drawn as big of an audience as I know Square wants it to be because it is kind of like the grandfather of RPGs. Like, mm -hmm. Final Fantasy, you know, is one of the one of the grandfathers, well, the, you know, the obviously Ultima and stuff, but yeah. Like, they clearly wanted Forspoken to be like a whole new kind of flagship thing, which that was very much leaning on the kind of magical realism that we've come to expect from Final Fantasy, where it's like, you know, intersecting like recognizable real world themes and technology and stuff with a magical world whereas this is just straight kind of medieval fantasy yep and i kind of get the feeling that maybe they wanted to sort of you know separate those two and obviously we're still going to get you know final fantasy that has you know robots and stuff in there here and there but uh you know i i, I would i have a feeling and i have no proof for this this is purely anecdotal but like i feel like a lot of the magic that they had in Forspoken was probably used as like a test bed when they were building Final Fantasy 16 with mm -hmm. like more action focused. And they're like, this doesn't really fit with the, the full over design, but we've spent so much time designing this. Let's make something out of this because it is still a really cool yeah. and fun system. So well, I mean, yeah, Forspoken and was the was the FF15 team, which yeah. got spun off. And I mean, that was that the f was that the first real time combat Final Fantasy 15? Yeah uh mainline entry technically yes 12 would be close to real time but it still it was because it used the gambit system mm. but it was still kind of like it was like mmo real time right where it's like you're on cooldown for your basic attacks or whatever skills yeah. that you had queued up in the gambit system well it's interesting you know that this is sort of a step backwards in terms of setting and not backwards but in terms of like you know it's it's whimsical fantasy without any people wearing parkas or like sneakers mm -hmm. you know <laughs> like there's no sneakers in this final fantasy uh but it's I still got, it's I still real question. time i got a question about this uh when when do you decide to just put a particular franchise to rest like you know I, I, is, no. this is 16 right like why why are we still going <laughs> I'm just, I, I checked out at Final <laughs> Fantasy X. That, that's all I'm saying. I checked out at Final Fantasy X. I was like, okay, I, I don't see anything that's really like that, that's revolutionizing this particular friend, the, the JRPG franchise for me, anyways. As like a fan of the Final Fantasy series, I'm like the characters. They're not as iconic as as you know the characters from from the previous games. You know, before I checked out, like I'm not. I'm just curious. Why are we still going with this? franchise i know it's a money maker but i'm just i mean it's because there are millions of fans that love this franchise akeem like i mean there's million of millions of fans of the metal gear solid franchise as well well that's a you, different story that's a completely different story that is and also there's millions of fans of the silent hill uh franchise mm -hmm. again that's another again, it's, diff it's a different yeah, different very story. different and there's thing. millions of fans of <laughs> i can keep going i mean are, do you, are you asking are you asking for us to end mario at this point because mario's got just as many games if not more than final fantasy somebody's got to stop him 
Uh, no, I mean, so Final, needs to, to stop him. To, to, to your point, Akeem, like, Final <laughs> Fantasy is one thing that I wish Fantastic. more franchises did, which was treat, like, the name as sort of a catch-all for whatever needs to go in there. Yeah. Like, Silent Hill is, is ah, I feel like that goes different directions. Like, that's not all, like, maybe there's one cohesive universe, sort of, but it's not really super connected. Mm -hmm. You look at something like Far Cry, where, like, every, you, know what, you know what a Far Cry game is, but they're all their own self-contained things. And, like, Final Fantasy, for, you know for a long time it was just each new entry was a new thing yep. it'd be like you know they're like cactuars and chocobos would show up but it was like an entirely new set of characters and then they did like oh like 10 2 or like yep. you know uh, the crisis core in the yeah. 13 trilogy and i think 13 3 uh that one actually i think was live a uh, real-time action mm -hmm. or whatnot mm -hmm. but mainline in first starts like then it would be uh, 16 thought, would be yeah, like it, 13 was like cool as hell like setting wise i also think yeah. it completely like killed momentum for that franchise i think it's just i don't know. i have a lot of thoughts on 13 13 I is one that, of my favorites but that, that that's where that's where my mind goes like the fact that there's not like a a character that we're we're continuing to follow throughout the final fantasy series i think that's that's like like with it's mario the, the mario game it's still it's still mario <laughs> um I mean, even like in silent hill like there, there's different characters like we we had you know related characters and like you know one and three but like i don't know there's not like a character for me to like latch on to like cloud isn't still he's not in final fantasy 16 he's not still chilling well, doing stuff just or, go go follow sid you know, have go follow sid sid's in basically every final fantasy just follow sid well, if, sid if Frit, biggs right? sid biggs and wedge like those are like the three characters that make like yeah, regular appearances in like basically all of them. You can see them yeah, yep. Rebel, Rebel Assault. Yeah, yeah see, there you go. Yeah. That, that is the true. Wars, the that is the true story. Over, yeah, that's so the, that, those are the. They are the real main characters of the Final Fantasy franchise. I will well, say, I do love my Chocobos too. Don't there you the go. Chocobos. Yeah, Chocobos and yeah. Moogles. Like, as, those are, as someone who's never played a Final Fantasy, like I, I think a benefit of how like they have the structure set up is that I don't feel pressure to go back and start with Final Fantasy one. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't for feel sure. like I, I can jump you into should. the series at any point and be like, yeah. okay, I'm playing a game for the first time and like, it's fine. I'm not missing anything, essentially. So I think maybe that's why. And, and the fact but that. Josh, Josh, what, I got to ask you, though, when, yeah. when do you plan on jumping into it? Because you said you've never played one of them. Yeah. Because so I when don't are you care. gonna jump into it? <laughs> this is coming from the man. This is coming from the man who just asked for when we're gonna stop getting the games. He's now trying to well, pressure no, somebody well, else into playing see, the games. Look, I'm see? just saying because what is it? Because I'm trying to see from someone yeah. that's ever played it. What would yeah. what will make you want to jump into it? Like you know now. That's what I'm saying. I like, see. As someone uh, that checked out at 10, I'm trying to see what, if someone that's ever played it, yeah, what yeah. would be, like, there's nothing that you, you saw in what we were showing in Final Fantasy 16 that's like, oh, I want to check that out. Oh, no, I, I, bl ride. I blacked out. Yeah. Well, uh, exactly. What would they have to do to get you? What would, what would what do they have to do over at Square Enix to get you Ooh. on board with Final Fantasy? Uh, you know what? I think they've put Sonic the Hedgehog in one of them. I think I'd be in. <laughs> <laughs> Akeem, I keep. I know you agree with me, Akeem. No, I, know you I don't want. I don't want if Sonic anywhere Sonic near Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Would you not be like, yes, sign me up for twenty more Final Fantasies? I would probably literally vomit blocks of Legos. <laughs> Why? Are Why, Why are you Legos? eating Legos? I've been eating Legos since I was six. Well, we need to go have a meeting and address this grave issue. And also. We're running out of time, but uh, thank you all for hanging out and talking about quick time events and video game movies and nonsense. And uh, thank you to everybody listening and watching at home. We will be back next week. Will there be news about Wolverine? I freaking hope so. See you then. Beyond. 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 Look at that. Magic. Press, X, beyond. press X to beyond. 
We are the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. I'm Yen, a reader, writer, liver, and breather of comic books. And I'm Nat, and I know absolutely nothing about comics. Which makes both of us authorities in our respective fields. Exactly. Hey, wait. On Comic Sans, I make Nat read some of my favorite comics, including Sandman Saga and Laura Olympus. And Yen tells me what makes that comic special. Then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. Listen to Comic Sans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can already binge our first season, and we just released a special bonus episode on Across the Spider-Verse. Hey, Nat, before we go, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can tell me what Comic-Con is. Is it related to Chili Con Carn? Do you mean chili con carne? Maybe we should be chili sands.